Number one, Jason, you need investor confidence. You need to understand the concepts of real estate. When I understood the value of forced appreciation, when it hit me that you can do that on a scale of many doors under one roof, boom, light bulb, right? It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason, J. Lou Lewis. And today we're getting to dive into the three, the three main things you need to do if you want to get involved in the passive real estate game. There's a lot of options out there to get involved, but today it's the three that you need to know about. So John Fortes, also known as the Passive Investing Consultant. He founded the Fortes Company, partners with working professionals seeking to invest in the commercial multifamily apartment sector, uh, but do not have the time themselves to do so. He leverages the experience to help families invest in over 70 million in multifamily investments, allowed them to secure financial security, preserve and grow their wealth, as well as compound their investments as they achieve their financial independence. John is also the host of the Passive Investor Show podcast, which has become one of the hottest real estate podcasts on iTunes for working professionals looking for a handoff approach to investing in the real estate syndication game. John, welcome on. I'm excited to hear about these top three. Jay Lou, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you. Oh, great. Well, let's, before we dive into top three, I always like to jump into just a short history of how you got into the real estate game when and kind of how you got addicted to the game of real estate and when you knew the power and value add that it could provide to you, your family, and and the clients that you surround yourself with. Yeah, man. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I'm glad I'm grateful to be here. Six years ago now, I I literally was exploring, reading a ton of books, just like stock market books too. Like it wasn't just real estate. I was trying to learn money. I was trying to understand finances. It was just a, a pivotal moment of my life where I said, how do I, how do, I do this? How do I understand finances and money? And, and you know, I've done the, the, the Dave Ramsey thing. It, that's great for beginning to shore up your expenses. So I, I, I pivoted to trying to understand stock markets because normally it's, it's just by nature. I had a 401k how do I go ahead and do this and that and that? So what I was doing is I, I left the job and I rolled over my finances into an IRA. Now I, can, now I can invest in individual stocks. I'm like, okay, let me understand this. Read a, read a few books and the books are quite boring, to me at least. And another thing is if I don't learn it quick, uh, as, far as, as far as like finances, it shouldn't be that hard. Like, Finances is something for me personally, I have to understand and, and get. And how I, how I understood finances with real estate was the value of my own home. I purchased a foreclosed home, me and my wife. We then, got, we then renovated the house. We did this, we did that, kitchen, bathroom. And the, the appraisal value came back like, whoa, I only put this amount of work and the value went there. So the forced appreciation concept really stood out to me. So I didn't go out and flip homes or anything. 
I, I started looking at investment homes. I didn't want another, like another job. I didn't want that. So how do I buy something that's producing cash flow? And that led me to my first, uh, my first property. And, and that took just a single family home. I was initially thinking I was going to buy something where I was going to go and force appreciate and, and uh, basically the Burr strategy. So I was going to buy it. Uh, what is it? Buy, buy, uh, rehab, rent, refi, and now it's and Burr, and they added the last R with repeat. So. Yeah, and then I, was, I thought I was going to do that, and I was like, do I have the time for that? No, I bought a turnkey. It's producing cash flow. Boom, I'm good. But in the middle of that whole process of getting in on the contract, finding the property, getting in on the contract, and uh, closing, it was a whole new world of why don't I do this on a scale? Why don't I like I bought one single family and I scaled. I'm done. Told my wife, we're not buying any more single families. We're going bigger. We're going bigger. Go home. And big was basically a, a multifamily. So it, I didn't have a number on it. I wasn't going to say I'm, I'm getting a 10 unit. I'm getting this. I just knew I needed to go bigger, whatever that meant. Started exploring, educated myself, and all that happened before I made my first investment from the time I started educating myself was five years. I had, what is it? Paralysis by analysis. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. You know, I had that, you know, I just was, I wanted to be sure. But these are the, this is how I got to the three steps of investing that, that help you get, you know, to making your first investment. So what I did was I, I bought the single family from there, uh, the second one, remember I didn't put a cap on it. We uh, joined, we JV'd with uh, a, a bunch of group of guys that I was a community in and, and I knew on a 62 unit. <clears throat> Five months later from there, we syndicated a 41. And that's basically how I got started. And all through that process, uh, I'm talking to friends and family and, and, and people I'm meeting, I'm going to conferences, I'm networking, and people are, are really intrigued at what I'm doing and how I'm doing it at fairly you know, quickly. So I'm a networker. I love talking to people. I just love people in general. And people normally just gravitate to me just like I gravitate to them. And what it, what it, what it, what has been doing for me, it's been giving me the opportunity to help people because a lot of people can't find opportunities. I come across a lot of my, my peers where they'll, they'll ask me for maybe my advice on something, or maybe even uh, just a quick conversation about where we're doing, what we're doing and how we're doing it. So I know this community of multifamily investors where everybody thinks, and I'm included when I first came into the game. I think it's this big. It's huge. It's massive. But it's a really a tight, cozy little community of everybody knows each other. And it's not as big as everybody thinks. It's definitely uh, the, the 90, 10, 95, 5 rule uh, at, at best that there's a thousand people out there trying to syndicate. Yes. But in reality, there's 50 or 100 that are actually pulling the trigger, making it happen. So yeah, definitely, and, and definitely is a tight knit community of people actually doing deals versus there's thousands of people, quote, syndicators, but the ones that are actually getting to scale and, and having a full blown system is, is a handful. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So yeah. we're just, just, it just came natural with people asking me, how do I get involved? How do I get do? how do I do yeah. this? I don't have a coaching program. I don't have a, any program to sell. I don't have a book. All I have is information and content where great. I, I, I just create blogs and, and all of that. And my goal is for, for instance, there's a lot of people that want to learn how to raise capital, right? And, and that community is huge because they all have their friends and family that they want to help in, and, and show them that real estate is a valuable investment, right? But how do they go ahead and do that? So there's a lot of coaching programs and all that, but I created a podcast, literally, that just speaks about Literally, Jason, if I brought you on, I'm asking you a few simple questions of how you onboarding your investors, what systems and processes, what did it look like when you first invested in, I mean, when you first worked with passive investors, and also how, how, are, you, how, how are you implementing strategies or what allowed you to scale, what software did you incorporate that allowed you to scale on a bigger basis to allow you to take on passive investors. And like, I didn't, I didn't hear any other podcasts doing that. So I wanted to create that platform and it just came with the coach, with the consultant title. So I was the passive investor consultant. That's, like that's how I got here. <laughs> I like it. Well, let's jump right into number one. Let's start with number one, number two, get to three and then, and then see where we are at that point. Awesome. So everybody wants to invest in real estate and some of them have had terrible experiences and a lot of them don't have the time. So how do you go about it? Well, number one, Jason, you need investor confidence. You need to understand the concepts of real estate. When I understood the value of forced appreciation, when it hit me that you can do that on a scale of many doors under one roof, boom, light bulb, right? Then there's also the five ways you're paid in real estate, right? There's appreciation. Historically, it's 6% a year. Then there's cash flow. The rent income minus all expenses equals residual income. Loan pay down. Tenants pay the monthly finance debt. And then the tax benefit. The mortgage interest deductions, depreciation, it can be helpful for offsetting against the passive income generated from the asset. And then you have the inflation hedge. Inflation eats at the value of your power of savings when you have it in the bank. And at the same time, it eats into your mortgage payment, right? So as you're paying it down, you know, factor 2% inflation bump on every year, your interest only loan today is worth less tomorrow. So that's the five ways you're paid in real estate. And then, and, and then the last part of investor confidence is investors usually understand real estate better than they do the stock market, at least for me. And, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm really, really that smart of a guy. I just understand concepts and principles and then I go. And, and that's, how I, that's how I just work. So if I, if I feel like I understand it that way and I'm pretty pretty, 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 like, I'm not really that smart guys. Come on. But you know, you can understand it as well. So. I like it. So are you saying kind of those, those are the three, those are. No, those are not the three. That's number one. Those are the three aspects of investor confidence. Okay. Investor confidence. Number one, what, what's number two? Number two is prepare and explore. And there's two things you need to do when you prepare and explore. You need to build your criteria. What kind of areas are you looking to invest in? 
what is what is your going to be your investment minimum? How much are you going to be using to invest? Are you going to be divesting out of the stock market? You got to understand where your capital is coming from. Are you transitioning into a new uh, a new uh, opportunity with a new job and you have available 401k available? How do you move that and transition that into a self-directed IRA? You got to understand all those pieces. Um, are you looking for cash on cash return or IRR or annual rate of return? Are you looking for wealth preservation or a yield investment? It's the same thing pretty much. And then what is your risk tolerance? This is the second part, Jason, of prepare and explore. For instance, I want singles and doubles with my investment. I only want singles and doubles. I'm not looking for home runs. I know I'm picking cash flowing assets from multifamily. I'm typically looking for B class and high C class. And anything else, I am not looking. I am direct in multifamily. I'm not looking at self-storage. I'm not looking at mobile home parks. I'm not looking at ground up development. I picked my lane and I'm going. And once you have those, that's pretty much prepare and explore. And then we can move on to number three. Number three is network with sponsors. It's pretty much not just sponsors. It's network with everyone. When you reach out to sponsors and, you see, and, and see if you meet their criteria and, or if they meet your criteria, because the sponsor is vetting you just as much as you're vetting the sponsor. The sponsor wants to know if this is the right investment strategy for you. And a good sponsor will tell you, Jason, you seem like you have pretty much a, a bunch of flexible, you have a lot of flexibility in, in what you do right now. Why don't you go buy a duplex? Uh, but if you, you know, if Jason is a doctor and he wants to invest in a syndication and he understands the concepts, Jason, if you're a doctor, you should be doing what doctors do, save the world and doing, you're literally providing an unbelievable service to humanity. I don't want to take that away from you, you know, and nobody should. And what if you love it? Jason, what if you love being a doctor? That's even better. So now you're having your capital work for you. And then, uh, Start reviewing investment opportunities. When you meet up with sponsors and you land on the one you like, you're going to start getting offerings uh, and you're going to see which ones you want to dive into, which one meets your, your criteria. And then trust yourself. Trust yourself and what you learned and the investment vehicle that you're choosing. In this case, it's real estate syndication and multifamily. If you believe in it, you're eventually going to have to pull the trigger sometimes. Pull the trigger. You, you know, you don't have to blow all your capital on one deal. Go with the minimum investment. Get comfortable. And what we find is in repeat, com, uh, repeat investors, when they see another deal that they like, they'll invest more. Start with the minimum and then go and invest more as you're comfortable. And then at the, and the last point of networking with sponsors, Jason, is go at your own pace. Once once a, you know, a first-time investor is going to be a little hand-holding, right? Now, an experienced investor, you see an offering, you're going to soft commit, and you're going to know the process, and you're going to go through the process pretty quickly. A first-time investor might want to be walked through every, every step of the process. And understand that there's an investor portal for investors to be able to just feel secure, Right? We're living in a world where data is everything. I don't want my data breached. You don't want your data breached, Jason. 
you want security. So an investor portal, an investor, a sponsor that invests in a portal for the, on, be, on the behalf of their investors, that tells me everything right there. That tells me that they're thinking about the security. They're thinking about me being able to uh, sign in and going ahead and seeing all my investments in one location with them, right? So that means a lot to me. It kind of, in the back end too, on that, Jason, it makes you look like a professional if you have an investor portal. So that's everything. You want to look like you play the part. So investor portal is another thing that really sets sponsors apart, but it gives investors assurance and confidence. Those are the three things. It's investor confidence, prepare and explore, network with sponsors. Put yourself out there. I like it. I like it. What what would you say of, of all of those is the very first thing you need to be you need to be doing if you are looking to invest in a passive investment? Well, everybody says vet the sponsors. Most of my guests, the number one thing they talk about is vet the sponsors. And I completely get it, right? But you can't do that without confidence. The first step is you got to understand this is my lane. This is what I'm going with. And I got I got the confidence and I know real estate is the vehicle for me. Now, what I, what I say by that, what I mean by that is the reason, another reason that assures me with real estate is usually in a, what, in a big economical crisis, it's the last sector to get hit. Stock markets are volatile. Plus, I don't understand it. And, and what I mean by understand is, Jason, I'm never going to be able to buy real low and sell real high. Because with the stock game, back when I had stocks before I divested out of the game, I was, at, I was in at Tesla for like 300 at the time. I'm like, oh man, this is great. And then I just divested because I moved all my money to multifamily, right? Now Tesla's at, what, 1,000 right now? Now, I can't predict that. I can't see what a forced appreciation looks like in a stock game. Would it have been great to have that? Yeah, cool, great. But I like something that I can understand and I can streamline. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. Because I understand what my investments are doing now for me today. So having the confidence is, is really everything. And then vet the sponsors. You're going to vet the sponsors anyway. So if you're going to go in with shaky confidence, you're going to vet the sponsor but then you're going to be looking at opportunities and you'll never pull the trigger. Investor confidence is everything. It's great tips. Top three tips. I like it. Well, let's, let's go ahead, take a quick break. We'll listen to our word from our sponsor and we'll dive into when we get back the final five, if that works for you, John. Awesome. Let's do it. This episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by both you and brought to you by the show itself. And we just wanted to say thank you, Jason. I really appreciate having you as a listener. And we have an ask. We've got a quick ask. If you have uh, been listening to the show for a little while, you love the show, and you haven't taken the time to leave a rating and a review, I just wanted to ask to see if you wouldn't mind uh, going into iTunes and doing a written review as well as a rating. Um, so that's our only ask. Let's get back to the show. All right, we're back from break. We just dove into the top three things you need to do if you want to get into the passive real estate game. And now we're going to dive into the final five. First one, John, being 
what's the most creative real estate deal you've done? Most creative. They've all been pretty much the same broker, find, close. It, it's nothing's been real creative. It's just been the same process. Uh, I wish I could say I had seller finance with, uh, you know, carry back and, you know, low interest rate. And, you know, it's just been, you know, steady, steady stream of normal find to the broker and close. I like it. We, a lot of times we like to hear that because that means they have process procedures. So uh, when you don't have creativity, we, we tell, tell our guests that's, that's actually a great thing because you have certainty when you don't have creativity in there. So blessings and curses to, to that aspect of real estate investing for sure. So, um, well, let's, let's dive into where you see the market in the next say five years and kind of where do you see yourself in that time? Man, with all the data that's coming out right now, we do a lot of futures data uh, here at the Fortes company. And what I mean by that is we do a lot of uh, scraping of where do we see the market right now? Where, what is everybody doing? Everybody loves the work, work from home model. Now, I've been saying this for a long time because I've worked in IT. And I've seen that IT, I was a consultant working remote, right? So what that means for me is when I saw I was able to do it, I saw all the tools that were coming down the pipe with technology and everybody can do it. We ha- I worked at companies where no one ever came to the office and they were all in the field. And you, you know, a lot of people that are sales in sales, if you're in the office as a sales associate, that's not a good thing. A sales associate has to be out in the field. So that means they're working remote. Everybody's going remote. Now, with the millennial culture coming in and the, coach, and the generation coming in after them, they're pushing where they can live anywhere and work anywhere. So these top executives, like these technology companies like Google and uh, give me another one. Facebook is Facebook, going yes, virtual. Those two big ones uh, and Twitter. Twitter is the one that started it. Yeah, work anywhere. Boom. Okay, great. That's very appealing to young people. And young people are doing everything later in life. They saw what their, their parents went through in 08, and they got devastated and crushed. So they say, why am I going to buckle down when I can enjoy the world now? I'll rent all I want. And even what's happening right now with the, with the parents, they're left with this big house. And they're selling their houses and moving to areas where they rent. And they're down, they're, 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 it, it literally makes sense, though, when you think about it, because they're moving to smaller apartments, well, than their house. It's pre, it could be a big apartment, but it's smaller than their house. And they can get to anywhere they want and access anything they need. They're just moving out of their homes and into renting. It's becoming a renter's nation. And I'm sure you've heard that on the show, but our data says Everything's pointing to everybody moving into a, into a, into an apartment. And one last thing about millennials, last thing and the important thing is they don't have capital to put down on a, a, a first time, like a down payment. They don't have it. So they're renting even more. 
So that's, that's the last driving force right there. Great. Well, what's a, what's a favorite book or a podcast or some source sort of media that you're consuming right now that, that stands out and is helping you get to get through your level of success that you currently are having? Uh, my favorite podcast right now, believe it or not, is not, it's not real estate related. It's my first business, my first million. Uh, the reason why is when I listen to that, I feel like I learn about another system. I'm a technology guy and I learn about another system, a process that helps me implement into my business that if I look at, if I look for it, maybe if I go and explore it, it might fit my company. It might not, but I'm a, I'm, I'm anything that's allowing me to streamline systems and processes. And I want, I want to do my best at onboarding investors with a streamlined process. I want to make that easy for them. I want them to come to the site, be able to fill out two forms, uh, get on an investor call, let them vet me as I vet them, and then go and see if they're they're qualified to invest with the approval, right? What does that look like? They come, they fill out the forms, then they get uh, the schedule link, and then we get on a call. And on that call, we determine if they are approved for the investor portal. So that's basically what I learned from those, um, those podcasts. My first million is the podcast for me, but also the book the book I'm reading right now is, uh, the 48 laws of power. And that's a pretty heavy book. I've, this is the second time I've, 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 I'm reading it. The first time I read it on audio and I'm actually physically reading it now. Great. We'll throw those in the show notes. What's, uh, what's your favorite way that you're giving back to the real estate community that's given so much to you over the past few years? Yeah, so I'm, I'm literally creating podcasts, blogs, and I have, uh, I'm part of mastermind groups where people are helping me and I'm helping other people. So uh, I, f- I feel that the, pl- the podcasts and the blogs really, really help, you know, give people or investors an idea of, you know, is active really for me or is passive the route for me? And that's all I want to do. I want to make sure that they understand the difference between active or passive and making sure that um, they're not creating another job for themselves. And if they are a professional where we really need them out in the field for the world to have their services, why take them away? Because, you know, they don't look they're not looking to retire anytime soon because they love what they do. So I really want to share that message. Great. Well, what, what's the best way we can throw in the show notes so people can reach out to you if they want to learn more about what you're doing or connect up in person? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for this one. Um, Johnfortes.com. My last name is spelled F O R T E S. Uh, you can also go to passiveinvestorshow.com and you know, I'm, I'm all over every social media outlet. So if, if you reach out to me, you know, eventually, or, or go to the website and complete the forms and that'll be the best way to get on a call with me is the best way to get in touch with me. But um, outside of that, man, I'm, I'm happy to share anything I, I've done that's helped my business. Awesome. Well, John, I really appreciate it. Just going to do a little recap, kind of those, those top three items you need to do or tasks if, if you're wanting to invest in the, in the passive real estate sector, which is you have to have that investor confidence. You have to know, you know what you're looking for, what you're going to be doing, that plan of action. Uh, you have to prepare. Number two, prepare and explore. Get out there. Get your, get your ducks in, in an order, as I guess the saying is, and then get out there and start searching. And then find the final one is just to network 
with the different sponsors, essentially the active investors themselves um, that you're going to be partnering up with and network, 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 and just look at deals. Absolutely. You got to put yourself out there if you want to find, if you, if you want access to the deals, the operators have the deals, but they can't get it to you until they have that conversation with you. And there's compliance, uh, there's compliance reasons for that, right? So a lot of deals are 506B and some of them are 506C and know the differences between the two. So, yeah. That's great. Well, John, excited to follow along with your success here in the coming months and year and be able to network with you guys and, and help spread the word of real estate. Sounds like you're passionate as anyone out there. So we're excited to see what, you, what you're able to do and the value you're able to give back to, uh, to everyone in the, in the real estate sector. Thank you for having me, Jason. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, excellent. All right. Well, as always, my friend, until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.